golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were all drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. I love to play. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. And turn on the lights. I love to play. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet, the one, the only, Rich B. And representing the North Florida PGA section, and congratulations, we've got a news bulletin here. We've got uh, Kevin Crawford wins the North Florida PGA match play at Reunion Resort over Sean Gordon. And one of our fellow contributors, Sean Gorgon, did qualify, and he made it a couple of rounds, but he got ran over by somebody out there. Well, we usually we usually do our uh, quick wrap-up of the news, but we're going to go direct to our main man right away, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com, because there's breaking news coming from your field, and uh, we're going to go right to him. Hey, Bob, tell us what's happening. Hey, how you doing? Uh, well, uh, I don't think it's a big surprise, but uh, the Tiger is uh, has officially pulled out of the U.S. Open, which is only two weeks away. I think uh, that that's not a not a big shock, uh, given what you know we've seen and heard from him recently. Uh, it was going to be hard for him to be ready, but still, it's now official, and you know that's two majors in a row and uh, six overall that uh, he'll miss with injuries. I know Tiger is, you know, listening to his doctors and thinking about this long term, but given how much talk there was about how the major set up for him this year, Bob, this has to be just very, very disappointing. No doubt. Uh, you know, Pinehurst was uh, obviously he's going to look forward to the Masters every year, won there four times and, and, and been in contention a bunch. Uh, but... Uh, you know, Pinehurst, last, the, two, the only two U.S. played there, he finished third and second. Uh, and in 05, he finished second to Michael Campbell, and he was, he was last or second to the field. And he, and he still finished second. Uh, and, you know, obviously the, the Open is going to uh, the Open Championship to the Royal Liverpool, where he won in 06. Al Hal for the PGA, where he won in 2000. I mean, he did not uh, miss words uh, at the end of last year when sizing up the major for him this Bob, we're having just a little bit of trouble hearing you. You're fading in and out a little bit. I don't know if it's uh, where you are uh, right at the moment. There was can, can you there, Bob? Sorry, Holly. Okay, now we got you. Yep, we got you back now. No, if you heard me, I was just commenting on your question about the major venues, and there's no question it's a huge 
you know, it's a huge blow to not be able to play at these venues where he's had so much success in the past. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Well, huge, huge momentum coming into Muirfield this week. Already one of the strongest fields um, all year at the Memorial Tournament. But now we have Adam Scott winning after being crowned number one in the world, uh, winning the uh, Colonial Crown Plaza Invitational, and Rory winning, uh, you know, a bit of a surprise with the collapse of Thomas Bjorn, to say the least, on Sunday after uh, getting it to a, to a six-shot lead. Really, um, you know, it was just kind of uh, tragic to watch a collapse like that, but uh, there's got to be a lot of buzz in Muirfield with these two guys coming off big wins. Right, and they're playing together for the first two rounds. And um, I sort of wrote this earlier today that, you know, it's really the first time all year, I think, that, you know, the, the, golf, the golf has gotten this kind of a nice positive vibe with the, the marquee guys doing so well. I mean, you know, no offense to the winners so far this year. I mean, there's, they're all good stories in their own right. But we've had a lot of first-time winners, a lot of players that that the average fan doesn't know, and few of them have really backed it up. I mean, except for Bubba Watson winning twice, including the Masters, which is obviously, you know, a great story for the game. There hasn't been a whole lot else. The top players have not been performing. Tiger's been out. Phil's not been up to standard. You know, Adam blew that lead at Bay Hill. Uh, you know, Rory had lost a playoff at the Honda Classic. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you got those two guys winning on the same day. Uh, Adam solidifying number one. Rory getting back into the top ten. The U.S. Open only two weeks away. It's kind of a nice boost. I mean, it's uh, it's it's really good. I think for the game, golf golf likes the the stars to prevail mostly instead of the underdogs and. And, uh, you know, we saw that in, in big fashion there on Sunday. So who do you see, um, I mean, you know, I could go down the list here of the of the FedEx top ten and, you know, just a, a mixture, as you were saying, of, you know, people like Matt Kuchar, Bubba Watson, Dustin Johnson, and then some of the new kids on the block, Harris English, Jimmy Walker. Uh, what, what do you see this week? It's just so hard to, to predict with all this depth. Yeah, right. I mean, and you know, the, uh, what I was just saying there sort of does a disservice to Jimmy Walker. He's won three times this season. You know, so there is a guy who's backed it up. Uh, he won in the fall, and then he's won twice since the start of the year. Uh, and I believe he leads the FedEx Cup standings. But that was a guy who had not won in his entire career until last fall. He had uh, played seven or eight years out here and hadn't won. And, uh, but he's a very under-the-radar guy. Uh, you know, it never even played the Masters, uh, you know, before before this year. So, uh, but to pick a winner, you know, you're right. It's really hard I, this year, especially. I've I've, I've kind of zeroed in on on Justin Rose. I just sort of feel like, you know, he's not won since he won the U.S. Open. The U.S. Open's coming up. Um, he's he's played decently, not great, but decently, sort of trending in the right direction. And he won here four years ago. It was actually his first PGA Tour win. You know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he were to prevail. So uh, uh, it's, um, you know, it's a, uh, uh, but of course it's a crapshoot trying to figure <laughs> figure out who's winning these days. I mean, it's just, I mean, really, even Rory, who would have predicted he'd win at the BMW PGA? Of course, he's not played well on. 
given what he was going through in his personal life, I mean, it's just been a wild year for that that sort of thing in terms of, of golf's winners. Well, speaking of uh, a wild year, a uh, pretty hectic pace for Jordan Spieth, especially the last couple of weeks when it swung through his hometown. Interestingly, I read some comments from him today. He said he was coming into Muirfield feeling more relaxed. He said a lot of this year is about trying to peak for the major championships. Uh, every Obviously, every time you step up on a tee, you want to win a tournament, and I believe that I can I can do that each week. Sounds a little Tiger-esque there. Yeah, it's uh, he's a confident guy. I mean, I think that's why you saw that, you know, it didn't phase him to be in the last group at the Masters and at the Players. Uh, you know, he didn't win, but uh, I don't think he didn't win because, you know, the, the moment got to him. You know, I, I think he handled it pretty well in both cases. You know, he was there with a the chance on the back nine uh, in, in both tournaments. And, you know, he just sort of defies that belief that, well, you know, a 20-year-old guy is not supposed to be doing this. You know, and I think that's impressive. I think you have to sort of have that, you know, that inner strength to do it. And, and you know, he's, he's uh, you know, he's had some tough times, too, and he seems to uh, embrace that as a learning experience. Um, you know, I, I wonder about a little bit about overdoing it. This is his fourth straight week. Uh, you know, he, he's starting with the players, the two Texas events. Obviously, he's not going to skip those. Uh, and now he's here at Memorial. The U.S. Open is two weeks away. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty hectic run, and it, it's going to get busier after after the after the U.S. Open. There's so much golf. You know, he's going to defend his title at the John Deere. Then he's going to go to the British Open. Uh, two weeks after that, you've got the uh, uh, the Bridgestone and the PGA, and then the playoffs. Uh, and of course, I'm, you know, I'd be stunned if he's not on the U.S. Ryder Cup team. So it's a lot of golf to, to play. And uh, but I guess you know when you're 20. Uh, it's, uh, it's easy. I read something where I think he's played 46 out of 72 events it, it, with, in the, you know, with the wraparound season. It, it was just a mind-boggling stat. Yeah, he's played a lot. I mean, and part of, you know, part of what he's doing is it's impressive in that he, uh, you know, he wants to uh, go back to these terms that gave him sponsor exemptions you know, just a little over a year ago or even when he was an amateur. You know, he kind of wants to repay that. And, uh, you know, that's a great quality. I, I, you know, the problem is it starts to become unrealistic when, you know, there's big tournaments you'd like to play like this one. And, you know, obviously the players, he hadn't been in that before. Well, then you're not going to skip your, your, uh, your hometown events in Dallas and Fort Worth. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden you add it up and look at all these tournaments you're playing. So the, the great thing is he's got time to figure that out. He'll, I'm guessing he'll look back on it at the end of this year and, and reassess and, and say, yeah, you know, I can, I was good there and I wasn't good there. And, uh, and, uh, all of that's going to help him going forward. Well, it's a great field, and it's going to be a great week. And, uh, Bob, we know you've got breaking news with Tiger Woods officially withdrawing from the U.S. Open. We appreciate you spending some time with us, and we'll let you go back uh, to to uh, to your day job. Thanks a lot, Holly. Thanks, Bob. Bob Herrig, ESPN.com. Check out his column right now. He's got all the breaking news on what's happening at Muirfield. You're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We're going to have... Dr. Mitchell Suppler on to talk about Tiger's back. Stay with us. 
quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. The struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G., Along with Rich B. And uh, lots of breaking news here tonight, Rich B. Hey, you are the scoop. Scooping. You scooped ESPN. How about that? <laughs> Very good, Ollie. I'm, I'm with impressed. Bob com. breaking the news from your field that Tiger Woods has withdrawn from the U.S. Open due to his back. And uh, we're going to be talking about that and more in this segment. But um, we got some other breaking news. Yeah, big news here at 740 The Game. We are now on the FM dial, thanks to Eat Sheet Radio, at 101.1-2. It's 740 The Game on FM, 100,000 watts of digital sound on the WJRR HG2. Um, if you don't know what an HG radio is, it is available on most new cars. You can actually get one for your home or office. If you have any questions on how to use one, where to get one, 740thegame.com. We are big, Rich B. iHeartRadio nationwide online. Hundred thousand watts. Hundred thousand watts. You're killing it, Holly. We are just, we're just, <laughs> we're just beside ourselves with all kinds of stuff happening here. Uh, let's look at some news and what happened around the tours this week. PGA, of course, we said Adam Scott defeats Jason Duffner after an amazing three-hole playoff, the Crown Plaza Invitational, and of course, we've got the Memorial coming up. Matt Kuchar, the defending champion in the Champions Tour, it was Colin Montgomery, the senior PGA Championship in Benton Harbor, Michigan. First major for Monty. Uh, you know what? He deserved to win. First he, win on American soil. He deserved to win. He played with Bernhard the rain delay longer for four days. Did you see him? He was pacing around. He was going nuts. He could barely hang on. Uh, emotionally. He was probably wishing on hell had put a uh, little cigar in his in, uh, in his bag. Yeah, uh, it's just unfortunate. But uh, Bernhardt is very deliberate, as they like to say. Uh, you know, I, I'd say slow. But uh, congratulations, Monty. Absolutely. Finally first got a, first a win. win here in the USA. And the LPGA was uh, the Airbus uh, LPGA Classic in Mobile, Alabama. Jessica Corda winning her second victory of the year, Murdering four of the last five holes to break out of a tight pack. The LPGA on fire right now. This week, it's the ShopRite LPGA in New Jersey, where I'll be headed next week. What? Atlantic City for a little boondoggle, Rich B. What? And uh, defending hey, champion. Hey, who there. signed off this? Is there a purchase order involved with <laughs> that? Who signed Webb. off on that? <laughs> and, of course, uh, later in the show, we're going to have a report on the NCAA men's finals happening right now in Hutchinson, Kansas, uh, Alabama versus Oklahoma State. So we have a loaded show tonight, including the breaking news on Tiger Woods. And we are going to go to uh, a very special guest right now to talk about this whole uh Situation with Tiger in his back, along with uh, just back injuries in general, because it seems like a lot of players have been fighting this injury. Well, he, went, he went under the knife March 31st, I believe. End yeah, of March. About 45 days ago. Yeah. And we're going to go to a gentleman that knows all about this, Dr. Mitchell Suppler from Neurospine Institute right here in Orlando, one of the best facilities not only in Central Florida, in the country, uh, Dr. Suppler, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Thank you very much. Wow, that was a great introduction. 
Well, uh, I know uh, as well your your partner there, Dr. Uh, Robert Masson, and uh, you guys are just doing some leading, leading technology in, in surgical operations and, and getting people back to uh, work and sport. And we know that uh, that, is, that is, you know, you, you want to see people recover quickly. So break it down for us if you can. Um, I believe, um, I, I'm not even going to, you probably know, I know you know what kind of surgery Tiger had. And if you can tell us really, you know, what, you know, what is involved in this recovery process. Well, sure. Uh, Tiger had a herniated disc in his lumbar spine, and the surgery that he had done was called a lumbar microdiscectomy. Micro in the sense that it's a small incision, usually done under a microscope to try to minimize the amount of tissue damage and to directly go to the spot. Um, the surgery probably takes about an hour to do, and the key is the recovery. Um, and what I suspect that Tiger is going through and which many of my patients go through is that for the first month after surgery, really you're restricted from major lifting, major bending, major twisting, which of course is all that would happen in a golf swing. So obviously he has not had any swinging of the club full swings for the first month after surgery. Following that month, then you begin the rehabilitation process. You start certain exercises to try to strengthen the back muscles and the core muscles all on the, in the abdominal region and the oblique region, and that would be for the next month. Then, once you've rehabilitated the muscles, you can start making some full swings. So it's understandable that Tiger is not going to play the U.S. Open uh, in a few weeks simply because he probably hasn't been able to make a full swing with a golf club and to compete at that level, he just knows that it wouldn't be right that he would be pushing his recovery too fast and potentially cause injury. Yeah, no, he, he you know, had a press conference last week and um, in D.C. Uh, as a, a, for the media day for his tournament there in July. And it was interesting. He said some very revealing things, um, you know, especially about this this whole um, leading up to the surgery. I mean, he, you know, he, he talked about the fact that in the past he had been able to play through some of in, his injuries. You know, when he hurt his knee and he hurt his Achilles. Of course, we, you know, know how he played at the U.S. Open out in California and that miraculous win when uh, he, you know, his his knee was bone on bone. But he 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 said that he literally could not function, couldn't get out of bed before he had this surgery, and he really feared for his career. I thought that it was, you know, just especially coming from Tiger Woods, it was, uh, you know, I, I think uh, very scary. And, and it shows that he is maturing as an athlete and understanding his body more and more over the years. A back injury is debilitating. Uh, you can limp around on a knee, uh, and you can limp around on an Achilles injury, but when you can't stand straight up because your back hurts, or if you try to take a step and you have a shooting pain that runs down your leg from your back, it literally prevents you from functioning in a normal capacity. He made mention that he didn't want to get out of bed and go to the bathroom because it hurt. Uh, that kind of pain certainly is going to make you take a few extra steps to not come back too early from that kind of injury. 
I I can really relate to this myself as uh, someone who has been a, a longtime athlete and a a bit of a workout queen. Uh, about a month ago, I had an incident happen in the gym, very similar, I, where I just had I've never had an issue with my back. Uh, I was just just doing some regular weightlifting, and I I had a spasm, and I took a step, and I went down on my knees, Dr. Suppler, and it took me an hour to get upright, and it freaked me out. I mean, I, you know, I could get to my knees. I could, you know, sit in a chair, but I couldn't get upright. And that is very, very scary. And then you spend, you know, a couple of weeks hoping and you realizing all the things you do from very little things. Well, not so little, but getting in a car and driving and it impacts your world pretty quickly. Yes, it does. And you realize that the the, the back is so important in your basic stabilization when you stand, when you walk, when you sit. I mean, if your knee bothers you, you may prop it up, but you can't prop your back up. You either have to be lying down or or doing something to take the pressure off your back to uh, to keep that pain away. The good news for, for you and for Tiger is that you're both in great shape, so your chances of recovery are much better than somebody that unfortunately hasn't taken care of their their back or their general health and and are going to have a little bit more difficult time getting back up to speed. Hey, Doc, is this a walk-in, walk-out kind of thing what uh, Tiger had? Or did did, did he have to, uh, like, wheelchair uh, out? I, I I normally like my patients to walk out of the hospital. It, it's good advertisement. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, typically, the, the surgery can be done as an outpatient. Um, if uh, you're in good health and a and, uh, reasonable age like Tiger, he could have come in in the morning, had the procedure done, and then certainly by later that morning or afternoon could have been back home or, or resting comfortably in a place other than a hospital. Um, that kind of surgery can be done as an outpatient, and because, um, for instance, in our facility we do a minimally invasive procedure trying to minimize the tissue damage, the... Um, the recovery time is faster. Well, I remember a time before fitness trailers, and when they used to say that you shouldn't work out um, because it would mess up your swing, your tempo, and to think that we actually considered golf not to be an athletic sport when you consider the amount of repetitions and the you know torquing and twisting of the body. Uh, you know, t- today, obviously, these guys play a much different level game, and, and we're seeing the impact with injuries. Um, to You know, some of our listeners out there, because certainly this is, you know, I mean, I think back and shoulder and, and what else do you see, uh, Dr. Suppler? What, what, what can they do, and if they've got some issues, um, you know, what's the best way to seek care? And, um, you know, if it's a facility like yours, share how they find out about you. Well, Certainly, if, if uh, anybody is suffering from back pain or pain which radiates into their leg, neck pain or pain that radiates into their arm, uh, we're more than happy to, to see you. Um, those are concerning symptoms, and uh, everybody has a little bout of back pain every now and then, but if it doesn't seem to go away after a reasonable period of time, after several days or a week, if you have numbness or tingling, either in an arm or a leg, certainly if you feel there's weakness, then that's a more concerning uh, issue. 
Um, obviously, you can see your primary care physician, uh, but we're more than happy to see you at the uh, Neurospine Institute. Uh, we're in uh, Ocoee, Florida, in uh, the western part of Orange County. And uh, we're happy to see anybody because we want people to get back to a level of activity that they are craving. And, you know, we, we believe that, that it's important not just to uh, uh, just get back to standing and walking. We want people to get back to playing golf, playing tennis, water skiing. Uh, and we try to work with people in their goals uh, and understand what their expectations are, and we can try to fulfill them for them. Well, I've I've been in your office. I'm I know the doctors, the nurses. You have uh, one of the best facilities in the country. You're renowned for the work that you're doing. And uh, to anybody out there listening, we highly recommend the Neurospine Institute. You can find them online, neurospineinstitute.org, specializing in minimally invasive spine surgery. Dr. Mitchell Suppler, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us on the Golf Insiders. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you again. Thanks so much, Dr. Mitchell Suppler from the NeurospineInstitute.org. The breaking news that Tiger Woods will not be playing in this year's U.S. Open at Pinehurst due to his back. We're going to have more on this and other news coming up. You're listening to 740 The Game. The Golf Insiders will be right back. Barry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's... My job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play a pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. It'd be good to just make part. We're back, Big Golf Insiders taking you home. Fairways of I-4, in the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. Just breaking news tonight, Rich B. Breaking news. Tiger Woods out of the U.S. Open as he continues to recover from his back surgery. Yeah, and more breaking news from uh, 101.1. Yeah, uh, 740 The Game has some breaking news that we are now on the FM dial, uh, 740 The Game. It's on 101.1-2, which is a uh, HD radio station. 100,000 watts of digital sound, so uh, none of that AM static or anything like that. We are going to be on AM as well, and if you don't have an HD radio, you can get one in. Um, you can get one by going to 740thegame.com, which is going to tell you all about the HD radio and all of its features. And we are online, iHeartRadio, anytime, anywhere on the planet, Rich B. We are big. The, the GolfInsiders.com. That's right. That's and pretty cool. Good stuff, Holly. We're going to one of our favorites right now. And uh, you had a little you had a little rant there you wanted to do before uh, we introduce know, our just, very uh, special guest. Can't help myself. You know, I'm a big reader of the Orlando Sentinel. And once again, one they, of the few. <laughs> they whiff. You're showing your age, Richie. Yeah, they whiffed. You know, they uh, they do not have a mention of golf other than maybe an ad, a commercial ad, but. Uh, you know, you, you know, the leading up to the Jack's tournament, you think they might have something in the Wednesday edition of the Sentinel, but no. Uh, we do have on hand the former golf writer, great sports writer for the Orlando Sentinel, and now with PGATour.com. Maybe he can explain to us why. We're going to start a little <laughs> recruit. Jeff Shane back to the Orlando Sentinel. Hey, Jeff. How are you? And uh, I, 
I, I'm afraid I can't really explain much of anything at the Sentinel, uh, especially being that I'm no longer inside the building. That's right. No longer in the building, but boy, you know, again, how, how do... How in Orlando do we not have a golf writer? With all the pros that live here, all the golf that's happening here, it's a head-scratcher. Well, I just think it's one of those situations where obviously priorities changed between the end of 2009 when the job was first advertised. Then I came on in the February afterward and uh, Thanksgiving of 2012. Um yeah, financial issues probably put some pressure on it, but obviously the the uh, the priorities change there. Well, you um, are one of the best writers in the business. Have been covering the game for a long time. Muirfield, Jack's Place, just you know, one of the iconic venues on the tour schedule, and one of the best fields all year. Amazing momentum coming in this week with Adam, number one in the world last week, puts the Crown Plaza on his schedule, wins the tournament. Rory, of course, beating um, the field over at the PGA BMW Championship in Europe. Uh, unfortunately, Thomas Bjorn having a just a horrible collapse. But uh, he also fought off Luke Donald and a few others. And we've just got, you know, I think uh, some some great golf coming up this week. Well, think about it. Two weeks ago, you know, we were coming off the players, which is a big event in and of itself. But then we kind of knew that we were going to have two weeks of a semi-low on the tour. And then all of a sudden, Rory McIlroy wins, Adam Scott wins hours later, and the golf world seems to be back on its axis a little bit. And now we're ready full steam ahead for the U.S. Open. So are we missing Tiger Woods? Of course, the announcement coming that he won't be playing in the U.S. Open. What? How does this, you know, shape things for Pinehurst? Uh, you know, do you think it's going to give somebody momentum if they win at Muirfield? Is there any kind of superstition about that? Uh, and and where's Phil? When when are we going to see Phil? <laughs> well, we'll see Phil this week. Um, how long we'll see him and what, what shape we'll see him, I suppose, is a question that, that remains to be answered. And uh, it's been you know, kind of a mystery with Phil, what's been going on. He's been alternating, good finish, missed the cut, good finish, missed the cut. And uh, I just think that uh, uh, we may be getting to the stage of Phil's career where you know that he could you know, take an assault on 59 at any time. But finding, figuring out the time is more difficult to predict than usual because really everything this year has gone against his, his grain. He, that, he didn't even carry that back to last year. Nobody expected him to win the British Open. He won the British Open. He usually wins on the West Coast. He didn't win on the West Coast and had the worst West Coast of his career. He usually picks up you know about this time of year. Uh, and, and puts himself in the gear for the U.S. Open. He's going through this hot and cold period. So whatever you're thinking about Phil Mickelson right now, uh, chances are the opposite just may happen. Well, Matt Kuchar is the defending champion. Um, it's not often we see guys go back-to-back. Do you think uh, Kuch has a possibility here? And what do you see? I, I would think Pinehurst is a pretty good layout for him. I, I would think so. The, the good thing about Pinehurst is that it's going to reward a shot maker, and 
Uh, Kucher is certainly on that list of shot makers that I think will do very well at Pinehurst. Do you remember, this is not the Pinehurst of 2005 or 1999. It's uh, undergone a major restoration, going back to the older uh, blueprints of Donald Ross, and they've gotten rid of a lot of, uh, well, they've gotten rid of all the rough. They've gotten rid of a few trees. There's a lot of native sandy areas that are going to be there. It's going to be a completely different look, one that I'm absolutely looking forward to. Uh, but I, I think Kucher, uh, as long as he does not uh, uh, does not get stale, and we all know how the golf swing, you know, tends to move off by by just millimeters, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're hooking the ball or, or slicing it or whatever, and, and you got to put it back together. As long as he can stay on plane and on, on tempo, uh, I think he's a great chance for the U.S. Open, but I think there are a lot of really good ball strikers that will have a good chance at Pinehurst. We're talking to Jeff Shane from PGATour.com. You got a question, Rich? Yeah, it's not a question as much of a, my usual rant. Uh, Holly, good <laughs> news for you. Rory is minus a girlfriend. I think this might have an effect on his uh, golf future. And uh, I think it's going to help him trending towards the U.S. Open. Uh, Holly, he's going to be in Pinehurst, North Carolina. You know, there's a great idea, great trip. Now we, <laughs> I'm liking it. Road trip. What do you think about that, Jeff? What do you think about Roy's chances at uh, at at Pinehurst? We've just got a couple minutes. Well, he's, he's certainly putting his game together, and I thought it was a, a pretty good pretty good sign there that he was able to win. Uh, what was it, four days, five days after announcing his breakup? It, it also occurred to me that we got two ends of the spectrum going here. We got Rory winning the BMW PGA five days after announcing he had broken off his engagement. And on the other end, we have Adam Scott winning two weeks or three weeks or whatever it is after getting married. So there's no trend here whatsoever. absolutely and uh rich and i certainly um on both ends of that spectrum we will not be commenting you know if you could dump me holly you might get somewhere in your life that's what it (laughs) might be uh trending up oh i'm glad we have that on the record anyway uh jeff your pick for this week before we let you go Actually, I like a couple of our Orlando guys this week. I think Justin Rose is playing well. He, he didn't uh, he didn't win over uh, in England, but he, he certainly played well at Wentworth, and, and uh, he's a former champion at Memorial. And I'm really liking the way Gary Woodland has been trending. His, each of his last four performances has been better than the other, and that includes – uh, 7th at Dallas uh, at the Byron Nelson two weeks ago and, and 11th at the Players' Championship. So uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of bullish on Gary Woodland as well. I like that pick. All right. Thanks so much, Jeff Shane, PGATour.com, and uh, appreciate you sitting in for See me next, next week, week yeah, my nice. friend. Thank you. You're already promoting that, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You're listening to Golf Insider, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We've got Lance Ringler from Golf Week, who's going to give us an update live from the NCAA Championship, the final round going on right now. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments. None of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so lean and mean. I got good eyes, I'll be all right. I get my dentures shining bright.
We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4, wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk. So much happening today, Rich B. Tiger Woods out of the U.S. Open due to his back, still in recovery. And we're going to the NCAA Championship occurring right now in Hutchinson, Kansas. Um, First, the Duke win outlast USC for the women's title this past Friday. It's their sixth national title. Big, big shout-out and congratulations to the Blue Devils winning by two strokes Friday. And uh, USC Trojans' Doris Chen took the individual championship. But right now, for the third consecutive year, the Alabama Crimson Tide is competing for the national championship and are facing Oklahoma State. The competition is going on right now at Prairie Dunes Country Club, and we're going live to Lance Ringler, the college guru from Golf Week magazine. Hey, Lance. Hey, how you doing, Holly? Great. Are you out on the golf course? I am right now. I've tried to walk over a hill here so nobody can hear me, but uh, hopefully you guys can hear me, and I'm out here. We're wrapping up things here. we got a few holes left here on the back nine at Prairie Dunes. Well, such a beautiful golf course, and we love when we get our golf insiders right in the trenches and uh, deep in the weeds. So tell us what's going on out there. Well, it, it's uh, it's been a, it's been a pretty good match so far. It's been kind of even, you know, a lot of a lot of all squares. Maybe Alabama with a with a, a match uh, in the lead, uh, Oklahoma State in the lead. But now it looks like it's starting to tilt a little bit in favor of Alabama. Um, they've already got a point on the board, and it takes three. Uh, there's five matches, and somebody's got to get three to win. So uh, right now, Alabama's a little bit in the driver's seat. They got to. They got uh, if Oklahoma State's going to win, they're going to have to flip some of these matches here on the last few holes to to have a shot at it. But like I said, right now it's 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 starting to lean towards Alabama uh, defending their title from a year ago. Well, they are what seven and one all time in match play, yeah. uh, so they've got some uh, imp- impressive numbers um, since the match play was introduced to the NCAA championship format. But some surprises: um, Stanford, you know, getting knocked out. And, um, you know, of course, with some terrific play by some of their standouts, um, you know, how, how, how do you think that, uh, you know, how does that support the match play uh, venue? What do you think about all that, Lance? Yeah, you know, the, the thing about this is you have Oklahoma State, which is a team that I was picking to win the championship last, last fall. Uh, Alabama, the top team in the country. So you got two of the best teams here. Oklahoma State was ranked fifth. Uh, you know, Stanford was, you know, ranked fourth in most polls just because they were the uh, top seed after 54 holes. That, that doesn't, you know, mean they're the best team. And, and it, it, you know, everyone's okay with it. The eight teams that made it in the match play, match play here this year were all all good. Uh, you didn't have anybody really out of place. No, no, it, it, it's it's working, um, you know, because they play 54 holes a stroke play. So your best teams usually funnel through. So, um, yeah, and like I said, you guys know match. You guys know golf, knows match play, and knows that you know really anything can happen in, in in one match. So you can't really expect the favorites to win a lot. However, Alabama's kind of proving that they can do that. And like you said, they're seven and one. They've been to the national championship match for the third year in a row this year, and uh, looks like they may win, might win their second title. I think uh, Alabama has the kryptonite for uh, Oklahoma State. <laughs> they uh, well, they took well they they actually re- didn't recruit but the uh, former head coach of uh, Oklahoma State now is an assistant at Alabama. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Mike McGraw about about a year ago uh, this week he was let go from Oklahoma State and uh, within a day <laughs> he was picked up as the assistant in Alabama and uh, he recruited every one of these kids on the Oklahoma State team and now he's the assistant in Alabama. So yeah, it's a it's a, a little bit of a, a side story there to that whole deal. Yes. 
Yeah, and of course some some uh, you know great stories as always in, in golf week and some great players here. You have Bobby Wyatt from Alabama playing Taylor Gooch uh, at Oklahoma State and uh, somebody who's got a lot of attention and they did a nice piece on the Golf Channel. Wyndham Clark from Oklahoma State against Tom Lovelady. I like like that name, Tom Lovelady yeah. from Alabama. Yeah, he's got a future, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, tell us tell us what you see in these matches this afternoon. Well, it's just been, you know, it's the golf course here this week has been has been un been different than what anyone expected. They really expected the wind to blow. Uh that's kind of what the everyone knows this place for and it's hardly blown at all all week long. Uh we've maybe had just a couple hours where where we got some gusts, but nothing like we were thought. So, uh it's been beautiful, it's been hot, it's been steamy. Um so it it's it's, you know, the golf the the play has been tremendous. I mean, you know, They've been able to find the, you know, you you have kids when they're this good and they have conditions that aren't that severe. They're gonna they're gonna make a lot of birdies, and that's what's going on right now. The you know the greens are perfect. Uh, they're driving in the fairway long and and making a lot of putts and, and birdies, and it's exciting, exciting to watch. And uh, quick comment on the Blue Devils and their sixth national title. Shout out big time to the uh, to the women's team at Duke. Yeah, sixth national title, and I think the last maybe 15 years or so. Um, Maybe the last 11 years or something like that. Yeah, Dan Brooks is, is, uh, continues to bring in good players at Duke, and and uh, you know it's, it seems like every year you know either Duke or UCLA, USC, Arizona State, and it's going to be really fun in the future of the women's championship because they're going to start using match play. So it's going to change the the environment uh, for the women's game and, and should bring a lot of excitement to it as well. And it's going to be on TV next year as well. So things to look forward to if you follow college golf. Absolutely. Thanks, Lance Ringler, one of the best. Golf Week, the best at covering college golf. And uh, you can check it out online right now. He's covering it. He's blogging it. Lance Ringler, thank you so much. Rich B, before we go, thegolfinsiders.com. Check us out on Facebook. And who's your pick for this weekend? I like Kuchar for the second year in a row. He's going to go back-to-back, I think. I'm going with Rory. I'm on the Rory bandwagon. Looking for a girlfriend. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Go out and play some golf. We love you. The Golf Insiders. We're out of here. Bye-bye.